What a difficult, tense, beautiful, sacred season we have lived together over the course of these last four to five weeks. It's a strange way of presenting it as well. How is it that we found ourselves living together in harmony in a season where a pandemic has physically removed us from one another's presence? It is only the grace of God that has made it so. It is the spring of 2020. COVID-19 has taken us and put us in uh, various corners throughout the Richmond metropolitan area. We are not physically in proximity, and yet, by the grace of God, we have found ourselves worshiping together, caring for one another, loving God, and in turn, loving neighbor in very deliberate ways. Only God could do that. It's been over a month since I last shared with the congregation an update of much substance where we just give you a big picture of what's been happening in the life of the church, what God has been doing and projecting what we think God might be preparing us for in the upcoming days. This is a podcast series that will last throughout the week ahead in short little snippets where I will be giving you um, basic updates in major categories as it relates to church life, as it relates to caregiving, as it relates to um, love of neighbor. Thanks for joining. Really glad you're here. Welcome all. This is the second of a five-part series that we are going to be featuring over the next few days, just giving you significant updates here amidst the COVID-19 chapter of life. Today, I want to focus in on the, uh, the critical role that various staff members of the congregation are playing right now. Uh, in many ways, when the crisis began, uh, it was a big reset button, whereas all of us are still in our primary lanes, so to speak. Uh, a lot of us were given brand new job descriptions, and so just thought it would be a good idea to let you know uh, how God has used specific staff members in specific ways, how their giftedness is currently being used, and where we've reallocated some of uh, the staff members' energy and time in areas that we th- where we think there are some critical needs, which means that some of the other responsibilities they've had have been passed over to other individuals. Uh, we'll start with Meg. Um, Meg Lacey Vega, our beloved associate pastor, is doing phenomenal work. Her primary role right now in this particular chapter falls under discipleship, spiritual formation. Meg has done a stellar job over the course of this last year laying out uh, a pretty robust new um, new spiritual formation program that that gathered people from various generations together on Wednesday evenings, in addition to providing support to small groups and Sunday school classes. Uh, as you've probably seen on our church website, Meg has just recently released uh, a brand new um, series of 
discipleship programs that take place at various points during the week where there is an open invitation for folks to engage in addition to inviting people to participate in some of our regular ongoing discipleship classes and groups. We want to encourage you to go to the website and take a look at those opportunities, fill out the form, let us know, and Meg or one of the um, one of the Discipleship Core Value team members will be in touch with you. One of the things that some of you know and others may not be as aware is that uh, Meg has assumed the role of youth pastor in this present moment in the life of the church. She has uh, poured a lot of time, energy, and investment in building, continuing to build relationships with our teenagers and our youth mentors and our parents. She's meeting with the youth on a regular basis and providing support to some of these amazing faithful leaders that have been guiding for a very long time with our teenagers, in addition to folks that have recently felt called to step in and uh, just walk alongside our youth. And so Meg has poured a lot of time and energy into youth ministry and will continue to do so in the weeks to come. Uh, she is uh, continuing to work closely as well in the area of finance in partnership with Hope Cutchins, our financial secretary. These are the three primary areas where Meg really is pretty much in charge and working directly with la- uh, some of you wonderful lay leaders to help really think out of the box, and um, we are grateful for it. Um I will go next in that some of the things that Meg was um, focusing on, I have taken on out of necessity. Um, I was already the mission team liaison, as well as um, the the coordinator for our congregational care team, which is a, a, a subset of our deacon ministry. Uh, committees that I am currently serving as the liaison on would include now Buildings and Grounds in par- partnership with Vincent, Sally, our, our, um, our wonderful caretaker of all things footprint at Tabernacle at Grove and Meadow, um, and that is alongside our wonderful Buildings and Grounds Committee, which would include Donna Sawyers and Jay Hartman and Bobby McGraw and, of course, Peggy Strong, that's been such a great mentor to that group in these last several months. I'm going to be working directly with personnel now, um, and that that was something Meg was doing before that I'm going to be taking on, and then um, also leadership development alongside the nominating committee and then the ongoing role with the renovation committee. I'm also taking a pretty active role in live stream Uh, and video editing stuff, as you might imagine. Uh, Jerusha continues to do a stellar job working with our children. As many of you know, Jerusha is uh, also a chaplain here in the Commonwealth of Virginia and is quite busy balancing the two jobs. I don't know how she does it, uh, but uh, Jerusha is doing a really good job trying to get a lay of the land. As I shared with you yesterday, we know that our parents, many of them are expressing, along with uh, their children, uh, just... um, unsettledness, I don't know what to call it, but just this is just really hard. You know, socialization is such an important thing for all of us at every life stage, but particularly the youngest among us. And parents are really carrying the the pressure right now and doing the best they can to provide care for children. And quite honestly, it's just proven to be very difficult to do any kind of children's programming that lasts for any length of time over Zoom or technology. So Jerusha's uh, going to be working very closely with the children's team and uh, in partnership with Meg um, in the area of spiritual formation as it relates to working with our children. And so please be praying for Jerusha. She and the rest of the team members keep doing the good work. Now, um, Judy, of course, is... uh, 
<laughs> Judy's always doing everything for everybody. And this has created quite the moment for Judy Fisk, uh, who is her primary lane, which is the only one I'll speak to for the podcast today, because you know there are a gazillion of them. But her primary one is worship planning. Judy and I are meeting um, regularly, uh, weekly, to look at worship. And what we're trying to do is really look at our understanding of what worship should be about and maintaining the integrity of that and specifically looking through the lens of our understanding of how tabernacle views worship, uh, which is one of our key core value areas, obviously, and then starting to look at ways that we can go even deeper in creating participatory opportunities through the live stream and then rebroadcasting of the live stream in addition to providing worship opportunities throughout the week that might be in small little snippets. Um, and so uh, please pray for Judy. She's carrying a lot of weight as it relates to worship planning. She's pouring through all of the old podcast and, and um, live stream files to find old hymns and songs that we've sung and call to worships that we've used. And then again, we feel very strongly that worship should be a strong blend of our rootedness in the places where God has brought us from and the people that God has brought us through in our past, in addition to who we presently are. And so participatory is this really creative endeavor of past and present in us moving collectively together into the future. So um, Judy is not, of course, doing that work alone. She's got a great group of folks that are surrounding her that are all receiving new job descriptions by the day. That would include Ryan Corbett, who has provided um, new music. He's composed new music and provided new instrumental music that we use throughout Holy Week. You've heard it here in this podcast. Ryan's doing phenomenal work. And uh, really, he's the key thread that's binding our Sunday morning worship services together. Ryan is playing through three quarters of the worship service. You're hearing live music, even when you see previous recordings in addition to live music during live moments that people are speaking. Uh, And then Ryan is beginning to coordinate along with Ron and Terry, this wonderful new initiative with choir members that involves recording in each other's homes that all merge into one giant file. Stay posted for that. But Ryan's going above and beyond with everybody else. And then, of course, there's Ron and Terry who have been with us for so long that are both taking on all kinds of new roles and will continue to do so in the days ahead. Uh, this group of dedicated folks have been with us for a long time, and I'm amazed at how resilient they are and how flexible they are. So thank you. Um, hope. Cutchins is doing a stellar job trying to manage communication in addition to the critical role of being financial assistant to the church. If there's anything that we know to be true is that communication is critical right now. It always is, but especially right now. Um, And we've got to maintain trust and integrity with all things finance, which means things have really got to be done um, in the in the proper way. And so Hope is just doing a stellar job. We're asking her to do too much, quite frankly, along with everybody else. And so we're starting to look at different things that Hope's doing that we might be able to parse out among the staff, but also among some of you, if you'd be willing to do so. Um, and so stay posted in the near future about that. Um, and uh, just keep offering words of encouragement and, and keep offering grace if you don't hear back from her, if you try to reach her for a specific reason, because she's really busy. Um, Kristen O'Sullivan is doing a stellar job in the Child Care Center Ministry as our director. She's working directly with staff. Uh, at the beginning of COVID-19, they did a deep clean of the, the nursery area, the child care center area, and um, 
and they've been in daily contact with children. There's a Facebook group that is closed actually uh, to uh, staff in addition to um, members of the child care center family community for safety reasons because a lot of information on children is present there. But every day there's a new video of one of the teachers reading, somebody leading music, chapel is happening on a regular basis along with pastoral staff for the children in the child care center. And all of that is under the good guidance of Kristen O'Sullivan. Over the last week in particular, Kristen has taken the key role in helping the church apply for the CARE Act, which is a potential grant that the church would receive. Um, and we are awaiting results for that. I'm sure you've heard about it in the news. If not, you can look up CARE Act and get some information about it. You'll be hearing about more of that, hopefully with good news, at the April 26th business meeting. But Kristen, in many ways, took the lead with that process. The Child Care Center Ministry of the Church, in addition to Tabernacle Baptist Church, all fall under the same tax ID number. And so we applied as one entity because we are one entity and we are indebted to Kristen for leading that critical effort. Please be praying about that. Uh, we're really praying for good results. Now, um, April Kennedy is, uh, is the right person to serve in the right place at this particular time. Uh, we knew that when she stepped into the community ministry coordinator position that she was the right person, that she was, in fact, the person God called to step into that role. But we had no idea that her giftedness uh, would be uh, needed in the way that it is at this very moment. Community ministry met from being a once-a-month initiative where there was a lot of flexibility with schedule and her preparing and getting ready for a once-a-month really big deal along with many, many volunteers showing up on a Saturday morning to engage with our neighbors in a very respectful way and, um, and just offer assistance but also build relationships once a month to now a weekly thing every saturday we are distributing food it is growing by the by the day and um food is sparse right now in the in the the food bank they're just having a hard time getting food with feed more here in the city of richmond and april has done a stellar job along with her key leaders and volunteers at just transforming this ministry and my gut tells me that when we talk about what we think god is preparing for us next that this is going to be the ministry area that God responds to that question with first. In many ways, God already is responding through that, through that ministry under the guidance of April. And so please be praying for April as she continues to manage another job in addition to being uh, with the kids, with Kyle. She's got her hands full and she's doing a stellar job. Um, and then last but certainly not least would be Vincent. Vincent is a caretaker of the entire physical footprint of Tabernacle Baptist Church at Grove and Meadow. He has been deep cleaning um, each room in the church and then very sadly shutting the doors after they're deep cleaned and putting signs on those doors that say do not enter so that the building is ready to serve when it is needed to serve. That, that may mean um, as community ministry continues to ramp up that as the building is needed it's going to be clean and safe and ready. And then obviously we are hopeful and even excited about the day that the church membership can move back into the building alongside uh, Lee Sue Grace community. And Vincent's just doing a really good job of not only deep cleaning but also working directly with buildings and grounds being proactive in just helping make the building more efficient so it doesn't cost as much money and then just moving us forward on some projects that we just know are wise use of time 
and energy and elbow grease. And so um, Vincent, in addition to that, is um, is continuing to serve as a pastor in the life of the church. It's not an official title that he has, and he'll be embarrassed that I'm saying this, but Vincent is making regular phone calls to large groups of people in the life of the church one at a time just to say, how are you? How can I pray for you? And so this is the snapshot of what the staff has been up to. Uh, if you want to know more, you should reach out to them and specifically to, to offer encouragement and to offer to help. And as these folks begin to find through the process of discernment and prayer and meeting with key lay leaders that they have an idea of what is next, they're going to be putting out requests. And we're going to ask that as they do, that you all take very seriously these requests, that you think about it, pray about it, and respond if you feel called to, uh, because we believe God has given us what we need at this very moment with the staff that we have in place. And in addition to the to the wonderful lay folks, you, that make this church what it is as we continue to live into our mission. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for the encouragement you continue to offer the staff. And thank you for your prayers for our families. We love you all. Look forward to, to talking to you more tomorrow.